Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Who said that? Who the f said that? Is it Tommy F? Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. Who are these f***ing guys? Is it Tommy F? We'll go to the loony bin together. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Guess who's back? Back again. She's <laughs> <BS>. back. <laughs> Total BS back in the house. Another episode coming to you. Justin, how are we living today? Man, another episode of Total BS Podcast. I'm excited. We have lots to talk about. We got a little bit of golf. We're leading the podcast with golf, Saul. That's dope. Is 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 that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I think it's a great thing because any live sports is a good thing, right? I mean, yeah. you can't but, go wrong with that. But we, we got golf to talk about. Uh, we also have some NFL, some NBA. We have tons to talk about. And also another edition of Don't Be That Guy. Total BS podcast coming your way. Let's hit it. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. So like Justin said earlier, we got a lot of stuff getting that we're going to get into today. And I think it's only appropriate that we start off by saying uh, I don't like to say happy Memorial Day uh, because I feel like it's a mixed message to a degree. So I'll save the reason why at the end of the show, I'll, I'll get into why yeah. I feel that way. But uh, it is definitely a weekend to remember those who have a- absolutely sacrificed everything they have um, for the betterment of this country. Um, so I would like to acknowledge those um, family members who are affected by anybody that's lost their lives uh, now or recently or in the far, far past. Uh, every every member that carries your name or your your family legacy that passes away in a world war um, or war of any kind to, to really prosper this nation uh, should always be recognized. And I appreciate every single one of those people for that. And unfortunately, a lot of people in this country view Memorial Day weekend as just a three-day weekend from work. They get an extra day off uh, from work. But, you know, this is a time to honor and remember those uh, who really gave a lot to this country and and to all the brave men and women uh, who have served. So we're going to have a very special message towards the end of the podcast that I think uh, a lot of people need to listen to. And Saul, I also want to start off with like a programming note. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's go ahead. Tell the people, tell the people what we're about to talk about right here, because I'm a little salty about this. Um, so listen, uh, I, we should have learned from the first time around, right? Fool me once, <laughs> shame, shame on you. I'm trying to quote that uh, the George Bush speech. There's yeah. an old saying in, in Texas, me, you Tennessee. Can't get cool again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, but you know what it happens, right? But uh Chris Scarface Wilmore, he's the CEO of Street Beefs. Uh Street Beefs, I mean, they have an unbelievable thing going on. All credit to them. You know, the only reason why or the main reason why they they started it was to stop gun violence in their area. If you have a problem with somebody, you can go to this area in Virginia put on the gloves and kind of duke it out. And that's how you solve all your problems. It's regulated. Uh, they have over, you know, one and a half million subscribers on YouTube. Like they're, they're pretty legit and all credit to them for what they do. But for the second time in three weeks, unfortunately, Scarface has postponed uh, coming on the show. Uh, for the second a time little- in three weeks, we've taken an L on this one. Yes. So he had a little bit of emergency. Um, hopefully everything's all good with him, but man, it's unfortunate. And you know, I, you and I are are the same Saul. We don't like it when, when guests cancel because then it's like, man, we got to reshuffle everything around. Now the show is completely thrown off, but I promise you we're going to have some quality content coming your way. So the show goes on as they for say, sure, for sure. Friend. And the show went on in the sports world today Finally, some yes. live golf action. I know we had some stuff last weekend, but this just felt a little different. It felt like some actual like hardcore competition to a degree with some laughs, obviously. And I'm talking about the match that was uh, that aired on TNT. And uh, Justin, 
the overall vibe I got from this was is that both of these groups, you know, you had Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, and then you had Tom Brady and uh, and Phil Mickelson. They they wanted to win. Like there was no shortcut on that. Like they wanted to win. They weren't just out there to just raise money for charity. They they wanted to win in addition to raising some money for charity. And I loved I loved all the different aspects of it, the different bets that were being put out there. And uh, I thought it was a successful event. I loved it. And I loved it from the time they announced it. You know, having the two best quarterbacks of this previous generation, you know, Tom Brady, of course, you know, he's still in the NFL, you know, doing his thing about to take on the the Tampa Bay gig. But when you think about the two best quarterbacks really over the last 20 years, you think about Peyton Manning and you think about Tom Brady. When you think about maybe the two best golfers over the last 20 years, you think about Phil, Phil Mickelson, you also think about Tiger Woods. So to see those two or those four get paired together for this golf event and also to raise money for COVID-19 relief, they raised over $20 million for COVID-19 relief just for playing golf. That's, that's awesome. But like yeah. you said, Saul, the, the competitiveness was really on display. You know, oh, yeah. they, they, they were not holding anything back. You know, a, a few cuss words were might've, you know, held back, but you heard, Justin Thomas called Charles Barkley a fat ass during the broadcast. <laughs> you, you, I believe he said uh, they chose the uh, Feed America cha- uh, charity because they didn't have enough food to feed Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but to hear the the and the the trash talk between commentators and golfers, like you could hear Charles Barkley talking about Tom Brady, Absolutely. and then and then through six holes, Tom Brady was struggling big time. Charles Barkley, you know, you know, said a little trash talk, and then Tom Brady all of a sudden holes out. I believe. Well, well speaking of which, Justin, why don't we give the people what they want? Oh, 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 oh my goodness! Oh, you made it! <laughs> wow! Oh. Take a second, Are you at me? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, 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 man. Check. I got that's all food. Shut your mouth, oh, Chad. <laughs> Take a little of that medicine. Get your butt out of here. Hey. Wow. That's what I needed. Hey. Back in the hole. hey, way to get 100000 for Brooks Kepka. What a Thanks, baby. Brooks, take wow. Brooks, how about that? How about that? <laughs> Brooks, how about that? Hey, hey, you can't tell me that Tom Brady doesn't get fired up when anybody talks trash to him. That was picture perfect. And you know what? I love it. I love it because I think so much has has changed in the sports world in the last 10 to 15 years. A lot of it for the better, for sure. But one of the major elements that I have missed so much in sports, as opposed to just hating a team, I miss the trash talk. That's why when we looked at the, the, the Last Dance documentary, right, and you see Jordan going at it with the Pistons and Jordan going at it with the Knicks. Like, yeah, there was some physical play and some play that kind of went out of bounds a little bit, but it was the trash talk. It 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 it, it, it invoked a reaction from you as a fan and how much you just absolutely hated a team or a player. I love it. Like, you got to bring mm-hmm. that back and you got to stop teeing people up. Like, guys like Draymond Green that don't know when to shut the hell up, I totally get it. I totally get it. Tee him up. Go sit down on the bench. You got to stop crying about every little damn foul. But if somebody's giving you the business on the court, like Devin Booker and Patrick Beverly earlier in the in the season when Booker was lighting Pat Bev up and was just talking to him down the court, and they teed him up, and I'm like, why? Why? Just let him talk because Pat Bev talks more than anybody else in the league. Mm-hmm. Let him go at it. That's what's fun for a spectator like us is the trash talk. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, a, a microcosm of that. And also the, the be- beautiful thing about the NBA is that it carries over into the social media world too. So Joel Embiid, I think, is one of the best trash talkers in the NBA right now. But he's also so great at being a troll on the internet and you know posting memes anytime he gets a win. But the, you, bet, you, you brought this up, Saul. We hate people so much, or we don't hate them as people. We hate them as athletes. Quoting the great 30 for 30 documentary about Christian Leitner, we have no idea who these guys are. 
All we know is that we despise them. Every and good movie needs a villain, Justin. Every good movie needs a villain. You are exactly right. But none of those golfers out there today were villains. Like I Tiger Woods wasn't a villain. A lot of people loved him. Phil Mickelson, he was always a number two guy. But did people really despise Phil Mickelson? I don't really recall. Oh, oh, I, I think there's there's well, there's a certain fashion of of, of group out in our there neck of the not woods. Big, not, not big <laughs> Phil Mickelson fans. <laughs> But I mean, I never viewed because I was always a big Tiger guy. I know you're a big Tiger guy too. So I just never viewed Phil Mickelson as this like ultimate villain. No. I just always viewed him as the guy that always came in second place to Tiger. Yeah. Um, uh, he's like the Maria Sharapova. He's of, the Buffalo of Bills of golf. He's the Buffalo Bills of golf. He yeah. was until he won his first major. Then he won sure. a couple more. And they, sure. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make here is I never saw Phil Mickelson really as a villain. However, we can all agree that Tom Brady is a huge villain, and we've always despised him and just the overall image and aura that comes along with the New England Patriots. You respected the hell out of Tom Brady. I, I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I do. But me as a fan of an AFC team, I yeah. despise Tom Brady. I was so hyped about my 06 Chargers going 14 and 2. Man, and everybody, it's the Chargers knew, and everybody year. knew that they were going to lose that year to the and, Patriots. And who do they lose to? The freaking Patriots. <laughs> so I've always had a beef with, with Tom Brady. And seeing him struggle in golf just made my whole weekend. It made well, my whole week. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Out of this whole quarantine, the best thing that ever come out of it is the fact that I know I'm better at golf than Tom Brady. I, I mean, I you will are, say it right good. now. I mean, hello, I didn't think I could be better than Tom Brady at anything. And here we are today. When I saw him play that front nine, I was like, oh, wow, that uh, that looks like me at Tucson Star Pass, just <laughs> chucking him all over the desert. You recently played golf, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. How'd you do? I did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all you have to say is better than Tom Brady. That's it, Tom. Better than Tom. Better than TB12. But, but you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned the Chargers and, and Tom Brady because there's another person that you that could have played for the Chargers but ended up getting traded <laughs> to the Giants. You like that segue right there? That's such uh, a brilliant segue. And, and, uh, and this gentleman just joined tr uh, Twitter uh, today, and that was uh, Eli Manning. And I thought uh, what he was saying on Twitter was uh, – Pretty funny, you know. Uh, he was supporting, obviously, his brother Peyton, who was playing in the event. But uh, I mean, joining Twitter after all this time, I, oof, that's a. I don't blame him though. I don't blame him though. Respect because now he's viewed as the old retired guy from the NFL. He can join Twitter. He might get a few trolls here and there. Yeah. But could you imagine if he joined Twitter, say 2015, oh. 2016? when you know he's on the back nine of his Giants career and things are really going south, poor Eli Manning. And knowing New York sports fans, they would have torn that man apart on Twitter. Oh, Anything, they already were. He just didn't know it. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't looking at the comment section. I mean, you don't have to look far. Just just type in Eli Manning sucks, and you'll probably find <laughs> what you're looking for. <laughs> I guarantee that. <laughs> but yeah. I don't blame him for, for joining Twitter now, and I thought it was awesome to, to see him live tweet uh, this event where his brother was competing in. And do we know why he created Twitter at this time? Was it solely to tweet about the match? It probably was. I have no idea because I don't really care about Eli Manning. So the fact that he joined Twitter and it was a big deal today, I was like, you guys didn't really care what he had to say when he was with the Giants. Why do we care about what he has to say when he's on Twitter? Like, I don't get that. Yeah. But here yeah. we are following his every tweet. So who Talk talking about Eli Manning? That's it. I mean, that guy has the the amount of personality in his system is like a, I don't know. A, you know who you know who's got carcass on the side of the road or something. <laughs> you know who's got the driest Twitter account ever who's is that? Magic Johnson. <laughs> Irvin Magic Johnson because he's so PR. Yeah, it's just like the Lakers will win a game, and he says, "Oh, the Lakers pull out." Another great win, all thanks to defense by LeBron. Like he, it's just like a super dry tweet. Yeah, like, there's, no has, there's no color. There's no insight. No. It's it's like John Madden. Yeah, like oh the, you know what a great win by the Lakers. They won by one because they shot a three at the end when they were down by two. I mean that's great, that's great job, he, Lake Show. That's why he was such a bad broadcaster. 
I mean, like Ooh, magic or yeah, yeah, magic. Oh. Like you know, it, he would say some stuff like like Michael Jordan, right? Would go up and under and score or something like that, or he he hits a you know his six three of the game in the finals, and he'd be like, "Whose game is it? Michael Jordan's game." Well, yeah, no, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, duh. Like for real. Like no, okay, no, I know that. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Magic's all right. I, I'm not a big fan of his, but he is super dry. Uh, but, again, the match, highly successful. I like the fact that they had uh, moved on and uh, donated over $20 million to, to the COVID relief in, in four different organizations uh, that benefited from that, which is huge in this point in time in our country. And, uh, again, you know, from Justin to myself, we can't, we can't say it enough. We, you know, we encourage people to really think about others when they're going out there. Um, No matter what your political affiliation or agenda is like the facts are the facts. doesn't matter what the news media is saying about it. You know, the chances of somebody getting sick, if you're being reckless or whatever are still there. Like, and I I know uh, sometimes we just get, I understand we get exhausted from this, right? It's just every day it feels like you're getting beat over the head with, oh, you know, this many more people died and this morning, this this many more cases or whatever. But you don't want to take that chance, especially if you have people at home that might be susceptible to this disease. So, again, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for other people. Um, so if you could take safety precautions and, and, and practice safe social distancing, then, hey, by all means. Now, with that being said, there are a lot of places out there in the sports world that look like they're on the cusp of coming back. The NBA um, has finally pretty much lightened up the load all the way across the board and said, you know, you feel free to open up your practice facilities if you feel the need and your states allow them to. And just today, uh, New York and Governor Cuomo finally released uh, New York uh, sports teams and said, feel free to open up your practice facilities for players. That's a big step in the right direction in terms of getting sports back on TV. Yeah. Well, this is huge for basketball. This is big for the NBA. Um, I got to give a a shout out to my former colleague, Zach Rosenblatt. He said this on Twitter earlier. This does not affect the NFL teams because technically the Giants and the Jets play in New Jersey. So this doesn't affect the NFL teams, but – but New Jersey also said the same thing. So the Giants and the, the Jets are able to yeah. go back. Yes. Okay. So, okay. I was unaware of that. So with New York, one of the most um, affected states by coronavirus, for them to allow professional teams to open up their facilities, which is also huge too because the Brooklyn Nets had four players test positive for COVID-19. So obviously the Nets are at a point right now where they could possibly return to full strength. Uh, The the Knicks, well, I don't don't know what what, what their plans are. Uh, Who knows what the – does anybody know what the Knicks plans are? Even if they're healthy, they're not full strength. So (laughs) (laughs) that's whatever. But – and also, too, the NBA said it would be open to having the NBA teams go down to uh, Disney World Resort in Florida, in Orlando, and that's where you could have your playoffs and your your NBA finals. So, you know, if if you were to ask me a few weeks ago how confident are you in the NBA season coming back, I would have said no way. No way in hell. The season's a scratch. We're on to the next one. Unless they're okay with having the NBA season kind of carry over into football season, I don't think it's going to happen. But now as each day goes by – the NBA is slowly starting to take steps into getting back into a season. We're sitting here in late May. I'm assuming if there, if the season's going to come back, it won't be at least for another several weeks, a few weeks. So if we're in the middle of June, which is when the NBA finals take place, are we going to have a regular season? I say just, I'm sorry to the competing teams in the Western conference. I know the Portland trailblazers are a nine seed. They can make some noise in the playoffs, but I, I'm we didn't expect a global pandemic to stop sports. So I say get on with the regular season, do your playoffs down at Disney World Resort, and just go on, crown a champion. So this is what my take is, and it's going to mirror exactly what Stephen A. Smith said on, uh, I think it was first take a couple days ago, and I thought it was a, a brilliant take. This whole time we've been talking about the reason why you can't just have a 16-team 
open seated tournament, no matter what conference you're in is because you don't want a team like LA to have to travel to like New York to play a team in a five game series or a seven game series. Right. Well, now if everybody is in the same location all at the same time, you don't have that excuse. And I think for this year alone, why not just blow it all the way out? A 16 team, you're seated one through 16, regardless of conference and you go. One verse 16, two verse 15, and you just go on like that. That way you truly have the two best teams in the world playing for the title. Why not do it this year? I love year? that. I love that. I mean, and that's always been a model that has been rumored that the NBA could adopt because, let's face it, Western Conference is significantly stronger than the Eastern Conference. Right uh, now. Uh, right now. But, I mean – a, a 10 seed 11 seed in the west i mean what are they in the east maybe a seven seed i mean maybe. we're we're talking about teams that are 11 seeds making the playoffs in the eastern conference so i think it would be smart for the nba to uh maybe adopt that model and if it somehow works maybe the nba can move on with it i mean I, i'm not talking about like the isolated location but maybe doing the seeding one through 16. It would be fun know. to watch, that's for sure. But you, but you say it's not going to happen because of travel. Well, that, no, that's that's what the reason is right now. As it, I know, as but, we but, stand. but even after COVID nineteen and after we get through this, you don't think that it could be a possibility? No, 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 no. Because no? the travel thing is just way too much. Like you're just taking way too much off of teams' plates. You know, if if like for example, if the Golden State Warriors back in the day, uh, who could have been the best team in the league. You know, if they had to play the New Jersey Nets in the first round, like that's well, like that's almost a detriment to them. Like that's not even fair. Well, rather than doing two, two, one, 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 how about in the early series you you throw it back and you do a five game series and then you do do two, two, and then one. Yeah, I don't like it. Just keep it east and west and just go with it because it's just easier that way. It's easier for fans to travel. It's easier for for a lot of different other logistical reasons. The only reason why it works in this particular case is because everybody's in one spot, either Vegas or in Orlando. Hey, run it. Let's just go. Best 16, let's go. Or even do best 24, you know, have a couple play-in games to get into the tournament, and then you go. Like, there is there is no rules right now. Like, make make it crazy. Make it crazy. Like, make it, make it fun. Make it captivating. Like, everybody has a chance right now because – because, I mean, if you think about, like, teams that play at the beginning of the season versus halfway through the year or whatever after injuries decimate their team or whatever, uh, like, obviously, I cover the Phoenix Suns, right? And the Phoenix Suns at the beginning of the year, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. They were holding their own against teams. They beat Philadelphia. Uh, you know, they turned around. They had a lot of good, solid wins. Then injuries took over, and it just ravaged that team throughout the season. Well, all those guys would be back right now. If you gave them a shot to get in, they might mess around and win a game or two in the playoffs and actually make some noise. Like, you just don't know. Now, that sounds like the homer in me. I know a lot of you guys are like, Phoenix hasn't been relevant for like 15 years. I get that. But what I'm saying is you never know because, you know, if a team has a chance, they have a chance to win. That's the most important thing. And I think with this yeah. COVID stuff, just blow it out the water. Whatever you thought was going to be relevant – or the the you know the status quo from before, let it go. Let it go. Come up with some crazy creative ideas and run. Just run with it. It'll and be there, fun. And if there's any league to come up with a super creative idea NBA. during a time like this, of course it'd be the NBA. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you got Major League Baseball who's still trying to figure out um, everything um, from money to safety and everything and I know on Tuesday the the owners are going to make a, another proposal to the players in effort to try and get back on the field. I think baseball from a logistical standpoint is the easiest sport to navigate the hurdles of safety and health because it's not a contact sport for the most part, you know. Obviously you have players in close uh, close proximity to each other, but it's not like the NBA where it's physical contact every single step of the way or football it's it's the least it's the it's the least contact sport out there and much like golf i think it's something that needs to happen and, and for the sake of baseball I, I will say this right now for the sake of baseball please 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 don't screw this up because i don't know how much of the of joe public is willing to come back if during a pandemic you decide nah we don't really want to play 
because, you know, we're not getting compensated fairly or whatever. You know, like everybody needs to be open minded when it comes to these negotiations, obviously. Yeah. In, in, the thing about baseball, and I've heard a lot of criticism about bringing back baseball. It's like, well, you know, you say, you know, there's not contact, but, you know, what's going to happen if a player breathes on a baseball or like coughs on their hand and then grabs the baseball? And then you throw it to another person. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, that's how that's that's how a virus can outbreak. Not if you get tested beforehand. If you have the proper testing, if you have the uh, medical professionals around you to make sure that there isn't an outbreak going on, then I don't see why baseball can't go on. Now, the thing about baseball that's different than the NBA saw, we're in postseason right now in the NBA Baseball, what are you going to do? Because you're in the month of June right now. How long are you going to postpone until you just say, okay, we're going to scratch the season? Ooh, you know, good. because yeah. because All-Star break is coming in what, July? Yep. It's, us- it's usually like late July. If you go, if you're, if you're at All-Star break and there's still no baseball, which fingers crossed, I don't think, th- I hope that doesn't happen. But if we're getting to late July, and I know that's a couple months from now, and you're still and there's still no baseball, what do you do as the MLB? I mean, it's it's a little dicier than than the NBA, that's for sure. Well, yeah, at some point you just gotta call, cut your losses, and understand you're taking the L for that year, right? I, and that's a that's a that's a devastating proposition, not only for the teams and the players, but for the public. You know, fans that just absolutely love baseball and live and breathe every single pitch. Uh, to the television broadcasts to I mean it's just it would be it would be catastrophic for the sport I would think um, in the long term it, it would because once it comes back people just might forget about baseball honestly because nah. football is going to come back the NFL is going to have its season fingers crossed college football is going to come back and have its season and then you have the NBA and all this talk is about football basketball and then all of a sudden, a year later, baseball comes back and it's like, oh, hey, there you are. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, as a casual baseball fan, I just think that it, it could be detrimental to the sport if it gets lost uh, this year. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving along to back to the NBA to a degree, uh, I thought Doc Rivers had some pretty interesting things to say about. The Michael Le, uh, Michael Jordan. I was about to say Michael Le Jordan. <laughs> the Michael <laughs> Jordan, LeBron James aspect, and why he feels LeBron doesn't quite get the treatment that Michael does. And I want to hear your thoughts. If you have comments, respond to this comment or this uh, remark by uh, head coach Doc Rivers of the Clippers. It took Michael seven years to win an NBA title. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's because he didn't trust. He didn't trust the system. He wanted to dominate himself. He didn't get uh, the importance of using his teammates and using everyone else. Uh, but no one criticized Michael back then. And the, the difference between Michael and LeBron, when Michael came in the league, he surprised everybody how great he was. When LeBron came in the league, they expected him to be great, so it was already on him. Uh, Michael, in, in some ways, we allowed him to grow into greatness. Uh, we didn't allow LeBron that, and he's still overachieved. LeBron is better than anyone ever thought. You should go back and read the articles about LeBron coming into the NBA and then say he overachieved that. It's remarkable. He rarely gets hurt. He always shows up. He's had some of the biggest clutch games in NBA history, yet no one knows it. Thoughts? Doc Rivers does have a point. He, he does, does have a point. And listen, I'm a millennial. So, of course, a lot of people assume that I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. No, sir. That status currently belongs to Michael Air Jeffrey Jordan. Now, I feel bad for LeBron. I really do because he's had the cleanest career out of anyone, out of any superstar, really, in basketball history. Yeah. He's never been arrested. He's never uh, had a DUI. The worst He's, thing he ever did was the decision. That's it. And you know what? That raised money for the boys and girls clubs. <laughs> like he yeah. he did a charity event to announce where he's going to be, be playing basketball for the next four years. Did he crush 
the spirits of the entire city of Cleveland <laughs> or the uh, not just the, the, state the of kids that were sitting in front of them. What are you talking about, Justin? True. Yes, true. true. <laughs> I gave you some money, but I'm leaving your city. Peace. I'm going to I'm going to South Beach. <laughs> it's See fun hanging out years. with you kids, but I'm going to go hang out with the adults on South Beach. Cool. <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs> but that was like the worst thing that LeBron James has ever done. And I just feel so bad for him because he gets so much criticism. Like the man averaged a triple double in the NBA finals. And all we heard was, Oh, he's not clutch. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that clutch Jordan gene carrying the Oh seven Cavaliers to the NBA finals. That's, that's one hell of accomplishment because who are the, who are the Cavaliers second best player? Anderson Verjao. Zendrunas Elgowskis, Eric Snow, Danielle Marshall. The fact that he took that team past the Detroit Pistons with Ben Wallace, Rashid, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, like that great team. The fact that he got the Cavaliers over that super good team in Detroit, I thought was such a great accomplishment. And even though he got swept by the Spurs, I got to hand it to LeBron James. I tip my cap to him. I think he's the second greatest player of all time. But you got to think when it comes down to the NBA Finals in the biggest moment as a competitive basketball player, who was more efficient in those games? It was Michael Jordan. This is this is where I you lose me on the LeBron is better than Michael Jordan aspect. I a thousand percent agree with everything Doc Rivers just said. The expectation level on LeBron James was so crazy, so crazy from day one. You know, I mean, you got the Cleveland Cavaliers that are trying to throw basketball games because LeBron is showing up to open gyms and dominating the whole team as a high schooler. Like, they knew the kid was legit. They needed him. They wanted him. They went out and they got him. Cool. Where you lose me on the LeBron James aspect is, if you are going to jump from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Miami Heat with a a trio of players for hopes of winning championships because you know at the end of the day that is what you're going to be judged, then that's what you're going to be judged against. And if you go to the finals nine times and you only win three times, that ain't good enough. It just ain't good enough. So I know the 6-0 and debate, cool. If if LeBron was 6-3 and in the finals right now, I think we have a different discussion. I absolutely do. But he's three and six, dog. Three and six. 33% ain't good for anything except for a baseball average. That is it. Okay? You can't do that in the NBA, especially if you're ring chasing like it appeared he was doing when he left Cleveland to go to Miami the first time. Now, when you flip the script and he went from Miami to Cleveland, you're like, okay, cool. Now I think he got some of those – those you know dissenters back on board back on the bandwagon and it was great to see him finally win one for the land that was fantastic but again some of this was uh pre predetermined right his greatness was predetermined by a lot of sports writers or whatever the public they thought he was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread but we've seen that story before from other players lebron's one of the few that have actually lived up and surpassed it but again, once you make that decision to do what you did with the decision on ESPN and move from one ship to another in hopes that you're going to win not four, not five, not six, not seven, you're not eight championships, you're asking for it. And you're telling people that the reason why you're doing this is because you want titles. And then the first time you go to the finals with that squad, you lose to a Dallas Mavericks team that you have no business losing to. You sh- that would have never happened with Michael. Michael was outmanned against the Utah Jazz in his last season, and he still found a way. Like, the greats do that. The greats find a way. LeBron has been clutch from time to time, but the knock on him earlier before, you know, some of the the Miami uh, heroics was that he wasn't that clutch, Mm -hmm. you know? He had his moments, but when you truly needed him, where was he at? And again, I, I always go back to this in my mind. One of the very things that define me Define LeBron James to me. As much as I love LeBron James, I agree. He's the second greatest player in NBA history, period. And I think he's the best all-around player that the game has ever seen. Best all-around player. Was the fact that, yes, everybody remembers the block against the Warriors in 2016. Tremendous block. That was – it was a tremendous block. 
But who carried that team down the stretch? Scoring it wasn't. The ball. It wasn't. It wasn't LeBron. It was Kyrie. Uncle Drew. Kyrie was doing in the Warriors, and he mm-hmm. hits the clutch three that really cemented the win for Cleveland to win that game seven. When also a few years back, when he was in Miami, game six against the San Antonio Spurs, Ray Allen. If Kawhi, if Kawhi Leonard makes the free throw, oh, yep. <laughs> we're talking about LeBron James <laughs> being two and seven at that point. Yeah, no, we are. But one and eight if Kyrie doesn't show up, like man, but. Ky- but, but Another underrated aspect about that Miami game was not, not Kawhi missing the free throw, not Ray Allen hitting the three-pointer, but Chris Bosh going up and getting that offensive rebound so he can kick it out to Ray Allen because who missed the shot prior to that? It was LeBron, LeBron. James. Yep, exactly. But, so, again, we're talking about the greats, right? And he put himself in that category. And, yes, crazy expectations from the get-go – but he he kind of brought some of these things on himself, and as great as he is, he wasn't able to match his own expectations and his own reality with the words that he said. Yes. And when you do that, you're no longer the goat because you can't live up to your your own demands. Whereas Michael Jordan expected greatness, and my man came through almost every single time. Never went to a game seven in the NBA Finals, ever. LeBron's been in how many game but- seven? Um, a lot. Three or in, four in, in the NBA Finals. Yeah, definitely a lot. But but made you look at the accomplishments LeBron has. Like, oh yeah, the seventy-three and nine Golden State Warriors team overcoming a three-one deficit to beat them. The 07 uh, Cavs team. Uh, like I said, just what he has done in the NBA with the pieces that he's had around him. It, it it's. Unbelievable, man. For sure, it, it really is. And you know, and he's had he's had he's had an unbelievable career. And I know I'm I'm like sounding like a Lakers homer right now because he's one of us. But you judge a the type of player based on how much do you hate him and why you hate him. I was a Kobe fan, yeah, growing up my whole life. LeBron was the biggest threat to Kobe. So I hated LeBron James. Why? Because he was so damn good. Yeah. That's the kind of player LeBron James is, but he's just not Michael Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Justin, I think that's going to that's gonna do it. But before we we wrap up with a couple things, a couple housekeeping items, uh, don't be that guy. There, here it comes. Who you got for your don't be that guy this week? Don't be that company. <laughs> Ch- Chips Ahoy. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Look at me right in my eyes, Chips Ahoy. Don't do it. Don't put the Chips Ahoy chocolate chip sour patch cookie twist, whatever blend it is, on the shelves. Chips Ahoy announced on Twitter earlier this week that they are trying out a new flavor of cookie. It's a normal chocolate chip cookie, but it's going to have a little bits and pieces of sour patch kids cooked into the cookie. I don't understand the phenomenon behind Sour Patch Kids. It's great as candy by itself, but I was going through the grocery store not too long ago. I'm in the ice cream section, and I see Sour Patch Kids ice cream. They have it in ice cream, and now they have it in in chocolate chip cookies. Don't sleep on the ice cream. I've had it. Oh, yeah. it's fire. Now, of course, it doesn't have (laughs) chocolate chip chunks in it. Okay. Because that's gross. But Chips Ahoy... Cookies, Sour Patch Kids, they just don't go together. So Chips Ahoy is my don't be that guy for this week. Wow. Okay. That, that's kind of a tough one to follow up. But uh, I will say that my don't be that guy uh, right now is um, <laughs> it's a gentleman on Twitter by the name of David Levitt who tried to put uh, a Target employee on blast because there was an error on the uh, on the on the price, it was it said it was ninety nine cents for a toothbrush that is like one of those um, uh, vibrating toothbrushes that cost well over a hundred bucks, and uh, and so he took a picture of this girl and blasted her all over Twitter, talking about, hey, you know they didn't honor the price. This is BS and blah 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 blah, right? Come to find out this guy's tried to do this before at other places when he finds like these obvious, they're obvious errors, right? Target's not selling 
you know, $100 plus materials for 99 cents. It's just not going to happen. But the fact that he tried to put this girl on blast, unacceptable, unacceptable. And Twitter absolutely gave He got ratioed? Oh, man, he got ratioed big time. <laughs> and so, hey, shout out to Twitter. Every now and then they do come through and they they come to the good cause and, and they back up uh, things that they should be. Uh, I know we all have to watch some – Twitter trolls say some of the craziest stuff out there on, on the internet. But in this case, they went to her defense and said, how dare you, sir? Uh, this is completely unacceptable and you should never get a discount ever. So uh, there's this that. guy, this guy on Twitter, does he actually have a profile picture? Uh, dude, you know, he does not, <laughs> you know, he doesn't. None yeah. of the, tr- none of the Twitter trolls have their name or their face. Or usually it's like an egg or something like that that they used to have up there. Like egg that's profile. all they. That, that's why they're a troll. Like every time I see something like that on social media, I just move right along because it ain't worth the time, man. It really isn't. So, because it's either an egg or um, a movie character or like yeah. something super random. Yeah. And I'm and you know what? I'm actually kind of surprised he put his name in there. Maybe it's a fake name because a lot mm-hmm. of the times people will put like at delicious tacos 99 <laughs> well i might change mine to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then just troll the hell out of people and yep. they say some pretty mean things uh we we know being in the media man there's some some ruthless people out there but shame on them they're keyboard warriors show your face yeah if, you, for real. if, sh- if you're gonna show your name show your face Absolutely. don't be that guy Absolutely. So uh, with that being said, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, First of all, Memorial Day. Um, Obviously, it hits pretty close to me. You know, I I was in the service for for a while. And uh, one of the things that I always uh, thought was kind of ironic was when people would say Happy Memorial Day. And I understand the sentiment and the and the motivation behind saying something like that. and there, you know, there's everything Memorial Day this weekend, obviously, Memorial Day sales and barbecues and whatever. I just I just find it very important that we take the time to recognize why we're we're celebrating a Memorial Day in the first place. You know, it's obviously for those who have lost their lives in military service. And it's it's as simple as that. Um, so I always find it kind of a kind of a conundrum um, when people say happy Memorial Day. Well, uh, it's. You're supposed to reflect and give respect to those who lost their lives in battle, right? And or or in the sacrifice of this country. And there's three individuals that come to mind. One of them, Pat Tillman. Um, you know, when people say made the ultimate sacrifice, there's not many people, even people in the military right now, that if you said before they joined the military, you were going to make 15 plus million dollars or whatever, playing or doing the thing that you absolutely love that you were born to do, um, and instead you're going to go and fight for our country for pennies to the dollar compared to what you would have been making. And you're going to do it because you love your country. Um, That's a rare individual. And I think that's why we celebrate Pat Tillman as much as we do because of the sacrifice beyond and above what was asked of him. Um, And it's tragic what happened to him, obviously Uh, another one who hits uh, far closer to, to my heart uh, is a is a young lady by the name of Ashton Goodman. Now, Ashton was one of my former trainees when I was a drill sergeant in the mili- uh, in the Air Force. I was a military training instructor, and um, she was one of those people who, man, it didn't matter how many times I put her on her face to do push ups. It didn't ma- matter how many times I punched the whole dorm and made them do just just physical labor and and crazy stuff to try and get whip them in shape. She always had a damn smile on her face. <laughs> was it she like always, Remember the Titans? She always, Why yeah. Are you smiling? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, she just had that. You could tell she had that demeanor about her. Like, you just were not going to break her spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And after she graduated, I saw her a couple weeks later, and she was excited about life and where she was going. And she ended up going uh, to Afghanistan years later, and she was teaching Afghan women um, about m- many different things. Um, in, in including how to represent yourself and really start to maneuver and, and give women a little bit more power um, within that infrastructure because, you know, it's, it's very difficult over there. You know, women are, are treated almost like second-class citizens in Afghanistan. And, um, and she made it a point to, to teach and educate these women 
in order to make a difference. And uh, unfortunately, uh, while she was in Afghanistan, she was with uh, the combatant commander that she was with and she was escorting um, and they got hit by an ID and she died. And uh, to this day, uh, when I hear her, her name, I always get emotional because I think of, of the sacrifice that she made and, and it, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't carrying an M16 trying to go fight anybody. She was just riding along in a, in a vehicle and it got blown up and that was it. And she was there because she was trying to make a, the world a better place. And I think most military members that are doing this are trying to make the world a much safer and better place. And when we see people all over the, all over Twitter, right? I don't get into Twitter beef when it comes to politics because I feel like, it's you know worth- what, you know, well, it's not only not worth it, but also I didn't, I, I didn't join the military for anybody but myself. And through the course of that, six months in, 9-11 happens and it changes everything about, about you. And, and so when I'm going through that, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, we want to do whatever is best for the country. You, you, you fall into that mold. You want to do whatever is best for the country. And part of that is supporting those who you disagree with. You absolutely disagree with, like po- political wise, religion, whatever the case may be, but it's their right. That's why they have that right. It's because of this. It's because people are fighting for those freedoms. So when people are going ape shit, for lack of a better word, and they're being racist or they're being, you know, uh, conspiracy theorist over here or whatever, they have that right to be that way. And that's that's why we do what we do. And that's why people in the in the military do what they do. It's because they want to give those freedoms to people that deserve them. And in the United States of America, everybody is allowed those freedoms. It's a birthright. And it doesn't matter what race or religion or creed you come from, you get that. And that's why I think this day is, is so important is because there's people that have actually died serving their country to try and provide the freedoms that you enjoy every single day and that I enjoy every single day. And I appreciate those people so, so much. And so I just think, I just want to take a moment to really, um, you know, uh, reiterate that point and under and get people to understand, like, it's great that you're, you're able to s- celebrate Memorial day with your families and cook a barbecue and potentially be out in the lake with thousands and thousands of people doing crazy stuff amongst this COVID pandemic. Right. But guess what? If the governor says it's okay for you to go out and do that, that's what you're here for. Go do it. Go crazy. If you want to, I'm not going to do it, but that's why we do what we do. Or that's why veterans do what they did. And people that have given their life did what they did. It's because they want to provide those same freedoms for everybody. So everybody has their own individual choice to make in this world. Mm-hmm. And regardless of your political views, we still have to support each other as Americans. We're all one. We're united. That's why it gets me bothered when I think about a lot of the people who criticize Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee, for taking a silent protest because he wanted to use his platform for police brutality. And a lot of people used, well, he disrespected the flag. He should have been standing up this whole time. If he wanted to make a point, he should have been outspoken about it rather than being peaceful and silent it's, and taking a knee. Not their, it's not their choice, and it's not their decision to choose how people want to protest. It's mm-hmm. not. That's why people did what they did. That's why people lost their lives. You yeah. don't get to decide how I get to treat this country or how I want to protest. As long as it's silent and it's not hurting anybody, I could give a damn yeah. how you do it. You know, I, I, you look at Colin Kaepernick and then you see people in front of like, you know, hospitals or, or state governments protesting in front of nurses that are actually, you know, with assault rifles, like, okay, what, what makes one better than the other? There isn't. And I don't care what anybody says, like everybody gets their, their own way to live their life. As long as they're not doing it at the cost of another human being. That's all I care about. Exactly. And the reason why we have these rights, Saul is because of the men and women who have served this country and who have made us all proud and who have done some amazing things uh, for the United States. And like you said, the people that you talked about, those were the one percenters. Those were the people that you want fighting for your country. And there are thousands of men and women uh, who are 
who have that same mindset. So this is a a week, this is a day for all of us to remember all of the, our loved ones uh, who have served this country. And Saul, I have to ask you, if we can't say happy Memorial day, what is uh, a, a proper way or a more tasteful way of wishing someone, Hey, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Memorial day. Oh man. I mean, you could just say that. I mean, okay. honestly, that's a good. Or you just, or you just don't even say Happy Memorial Day. You just, just don't say anything. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't say it. You know, I've yeah. never said it. I've never said it from day one. But that doesn't mean it's not okay for somebody to say it. Like if somebody says Happy Memorial Day, I get the gist of what they're trying to say. Like you're not going to get all offended. Yeah. And, and no. Say, well, no. I'm like, well, actually, actually, no. Well, actually, no, I, absolutely not. We'll never, ever, <laughs> ever do that. You know what I mean? But uh, there is a, a weird vibe that I get when I watch TV and I see commercials. They're like Memorial Day sale. I'm like, you you realize you're capitalizing or you're trying to capitalize on the deaths of human beings that have sacrificed everything they have for this country, right? That just yep. does not seem right. Yep. It just doesn't. You know what I mean? So, but hey, to each his own. People go about their business different ways. I respect that. And uh, and that's why uh, hey, that's why we're all here. We're doing our own thing and we're trying to figure it out in this crazy, crazy world. So absolutely. Hey, Justin, tell the people where they can find us, man. Hey, make sure you subscribe to the Total BS podcast on YouTube. You got to watch us to get the full experience. We're also going to be back in the middle of the week. So make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for another Total BS podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe to Total BS podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on all social media platforms. Absolutely. And like my man said, that's uh, that's one of the things that we we appreciate about you guys is that you guys are watching us every Sunday night. This is our live stream show every Sunday. We're going to keep it this way for for quite a while, hopefully. And then uh, in the middle of the week, usually on Wednesday or Thursday, we'll drop another podcast. And if you have audio Apple, only, yeah, audio only, and it'll pop right up to the top. This past week, if you missed it, we did have Ashley Shamdi from Fox Sports South who talked a little bit about Michael Jordan and her experience with him uh, as she covers the the Charlotte Hornets. So if you missed that, check that out. Uh, and hey, get on the train, man. We're we're just uh, we're gonna keep rolling. We apologize once again for this lack of uh of content when it comes to a guest uh but uh we we do promise that we will do our very best to keep the train rolling and getting some high quality guests we're gonna get some good ones we are we are we have some things in the works uh here coming up we won't spoil it so that way we don't have this situation happen again but uh be on the lookout we'll be pretty excited for what's coming up hopefully next sunday Mm -hmm. and uh justin you got anything else no Make sure you follow us, subscribe, rate, review, and share to all your friends. There we Total go. BS Podcast. Till next time, we'll see you. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us.